you do realize now that you can rig the game for your children, right? Because what this shows us is delayed gratification works and that you are a product of your environment. The beautiful part about that is you can change the environment. MPS. MPS. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money, and this show was designed to change yes. just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas. It's episode number 95. Today, we explore the marshmallow test. Actually, we not only just explore it, we revisit the marshmallow test. What some people say is the most important test to determine whether or not your child or children will be successful in life. So if you got them, or if you want to have them one day, or maybe you just want to know for yourself, you want to listen in to today's episode. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can literally use the money that you have, the money you're bringing in to live the life that you want to live, to live the life that you see for yourself and your family and your children and the future generations and all that good stuff. And we do this because not only do we want you to get your money, we really want you to get your money. We want you to understand your money. And we do this in plain English. And if you want to find out more about what we're doing and how we're doing it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And join us and get some of our best stuff on our email list there. And you can also find us on Facebook at the Money Misfits uh, Facebook groups, private group. Come join us. We have fun there uh, from time to time. So let's get on with the show. So the marshmallow test. Well, first, I should probably explain what the marshmallow test is if you've never heard of it. Well, basically, back in the 60s or 70s or something like that, uh, Stanford, there's some social psychologists or social study studiers or whatnot. They did this, this test on children. And what they were trying to figure out is um, there was a study on delayed gratification and what they would do is they would bring these children in and they would sit them at a table or at a desk and they would put something there they really, really like. And at the time, you know, marshmallows were the thing. Right. So they would put this child at this desk and they would put a marshmallow right there in front of them and tell them, say, look, you can have this marshmallow now if you want it or if you wait 15 minutes, you can have two marshmallows and what the researcher would do is give the child the instructions the marshmallows sitting on the plate on the table right there in front of them and then they would leave for 15 minutes and they would see who would wait versus who would go ahead and just 
take the marshmallow, right? <laughs> so you could probably imagine what it's like for a kid, right? There's this thing that they really, really want. You put it right there under their nose and you're going to tell them that if you don't eat this, this thing that they really want right now, and if you wait 15 minutes, you'll be able to have two. So you can have one right now or you can have two later, right? You think about that, the mind of a kid and the maturity that it has to take for a child to even think that, look, if I don't eat this right now, that's right in front of my nose, I have to imagine a future where there will be two there for me. Do I wait or do I give into my impulses now and go ahead and eat it? If you think about who we are as, you know, primitive people, right, go way back in the day, thousands of years ago, you know, it was all about survival, right? So it's like, shoot, if something was in front of you, you got to eat it, you need to eat it, right? It wasn't until later we started really kind of getting these these senses these this, this frontal cortex so to speak of your brain start to really start moving and thinking in, in imaginations and seeing in the future and all that good stuff it takes some pretty decent iq it takes some some provision to think about that but anyway so they would do this test and what they would do later on is they would follow the kids who who delayed their gratification those who were able to wait the 15 minutes to get two they come to find out that these people were more successful in life Right. That this particular skill, this particular uh, idea of delaying their gratification, that that led them to being able to possibly envision a brighter future for themselves, maybe not go down the impulses so quickly. Uh, and basically, they, these people would have more money. They'd have uh, they would have longer and better marriages. They would have better careers. They'd just be more happy in life in general after they track these people over several years. So some people say this test here is probably probably the most important test that uh, that that will determine whether or not your child will be successful in life. It's a pretty phenomenal deal when you start thinking about the advantages, the advantages that you get when you're able to delay gratification for a moment or even just be able to see into the future and see yourself better off, you know, in the future versus how you are right now. And so for the longest time, this test has gone uncontested, right? People said this test is absolutely spot on. It's 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 what it is. It, it shows you what it really is and what it's all about. But recently, there's been people who've kind of been tearing apart at this test and said, well, you know, this test actually, this experiment wasn't actually very fair, right? Because apparently, all the kids that were tested at this time were apparently fairly well off for the most part. And they were children. Uh, there was only like 90 of them. And so what they were saying is, one, you need to have a greater sample of people. Right. Uh, and so it's not necessarily that this kid was, you know, has this innate uh, potential to delay gratification, so to speak. But maybe these children had different responses, to this type of stuff based on how they came up how they their upbringing right so for example and i see this all the time and i see this in myself growing up they showed in this new test they did another test and i think they did like 900 kids and they did from all different types of backgrounds all type of social econo economical positions and all that other stuff so they they, they got a, a more realistic sample of children to kind of represent the country so to speak and they did like 900 and they redid the test and what they found out was that there was probably more of a correlation between uh, the parents' education, 
education level, the parents' income, uh, the, the if they were in poverty, um, if they were in uh, having, you know, well, they were wealthy kids, they would respond different. If they were poor kids, they would respond different. And so it, it made me kind of, you know, it made people kind of question whether or not this original test was even valid. Did you even think about that? Because these kids were at Stanford and they were probably students or children of the faculty. They were or children of people who were well off. And was it really that type of deal was, you know, being able to not get the marshmallow, you know, uh, right now versus in the future? Would, did that really make a difference or was it more because their poverty level or their parents educational level? And that's kind of what this um, there was an article put out by The Atlantic is where I start. I saw the 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 people com- combating it. Uh, and they were saying that the rich kids themselves are so good at the marshmallow test. And I'll put a link to this to this article in the episode in the show notes. You can find that at yourmoneyright.com forward slash 95. And so what they were basically saying is, look, it's because poor kids are poor was the reason why they couldn't wait 15 minutes. And it makes sense when you think about it, especially, you know, as me coming up, I remember every time we would get money we would go to the corner store and we would go buy things like immediately. Like if I got $5 from my uncle or something, or, you know, I came up with it or something like that, I would go spend it. It was because I would go and get it. Right. Why would I do that? Because I didn't really have much. Right. So I didn't think anything past this, this $5 I got in my hands. Right. Cause I don't know when another $5 is going to come in. I see this all the time, especially like at work going into people's houses and even people that I know or people I grew up with or just just kind of my own habits. Right. You can go in somebody's apartment or in somebody's home and they may uh, may not have the lights on, but they may have a bins outside. Right. Or they may not have any furniture, but they got a 70 inch TV that's sitting on the floor. Uh, they might not have any furniture, but they got, you know, 27 pairs of Jordans lined up against a wall and they're sleeping on, you know, a mattress and the whole houses or apartment is just empty. I see this a lot. And a lot of times you see that in the in people who are in in not necessarily impoverished, but people who have poor mentalities. Right. And the poor mentality is is one of struggle is the one of lack is the one of just n- never enough. Right. And it's the one of you don't know if you're going to have more in the future. And this is a legit issue. Right. This is a legit issue when people literally don't know if they're going to have more money later on. And the the challenge with that is because they have a hard time believing, right, that there'll be more later. Same thing with the poor kids in this marshmallow test. Like, look, I can get this marshmallow now, right, that's in front of me. I can see it. It's in front of me. All I got to do is reach out and grab it and I put it in my mouth and I'm eating this marshmallow. Or I got to trust this cat who I don't know. To leave this room, I got to sit here and smell this marshmallow, right? Sit here, just just my senses are going crazy. And I got to believe and hope that this cat's going to come back in here and give me two marshmallows later, right? There's a lot of uh, faith and a lot of provision and there's a lot of belief and, and, and vision and imagination that kind of got to go into that scenario for somebody who is always in lack, and, and has always kind of maybe grown up not knowing if there'll be more later or even not trusting that there'll be more later. It's really hard for a child to be able to put that off. Right. Because the truth is you are a product of your environment. 
Right. And that's what the marshmallow test showed me, at least the, the retake of the marshmallow test. Right. The first marshmallow test showed us that if you can delay gratification, if you can put off the first marshmallow for two marshmallows in 15 minutes, that it clearly shows that you will be better off in life as they followed these kids for decades after decades after decades and seeing how they became, you know, productive citizens. They got these beautiful marriages and they had better careers. They had higher incomes. This first test showed that if you can delay that gratification that you would be better off in life but the retest of this showed that it the probably the biggest determination factor was your income level or their lack thereof right and that those kids who were in poverty or had poor mindsets that grew up in poverty uh, they were more likely to take the marshmallow right now versus waiting and hoping that there'll be two more coming in the future and you can you can obviously see why that's the case right now that we've talked about that and it's a beautiful picture picture of that and some people will look at that and say so well we can just forget about it right because the kids for those of us who don't have we're not rich then our kids are going to come up and they're just not going to be successful right you can look at that and make that determination you can make that your story right or you can do what a misfit would do and you can take these two studies, right, and take what you the conclusions from it. Right. The conclusions are that if they can delay gratification, that they will be better off in life. And if they grow up in a poverty mindset, they will likely not wait long enough to delay the gratification. They want to get it right now. And they learn that from their environment. Right. So if you take those two conclusions you do realize now that you can rig the game for your children, right? Because what this shows us is delayed gratification works and that you are a product of your environment. The beautiful part about that is you can change the environment, <laughs> right? You can teach delayed gratification. It starts early. Right. It's at any time, really, you can teach anything at any time. But knowing this, we now know we can guide our children in this manner. We can guide our children and we can teach them about delayed gratification and we can put them in an environment to learn to trust, learn to see in the future, learn to have provision and learn to know that, look, if you can put the marshmallow down now, you can get two later on. So how can we do that? How can we do that as parents? Well, we've talked about this before, right? We've talked about how we manage money with our children. And it's not just in money, but you can do this in all kinds of ways, right? You can literally set this game up for your own children, right? And run the test over and over and over again, right? Until they get it, right? Until they see, look, if I don't take this one now, I can get two later, right? Um, if they want marshmallows, right? It's got to be something worth it. Like if I don't really want marshmallows or if I got something better to do with my next 15 minutes, I'm just going to pick up that first marshmallow, pop it on my mouth, get a little snack, put the calories in, roll off and go do something better off. Right. So it has to be worth it. <laughs> right. So it, they have to see it, uh, see something better um, than what they have in front of them. But this is the thing that you want to think about when you're talking to your children about not just life, not just finances, but life in general. Uh, one of the things that me and my wife, we talk about all the time, especially when we talk about our money is we're talking about our future. And when you can talk about your future, you can live there, right? You can see better for yourself. If you don't talk about your future, if you can't see your future, you only buy your present, right? And then since we are a product of our environment, 
right? We are creatures of habit. We only believe what we see. If the only thing you see is your presence and the present is not what you want to see, you get stuck in that rut, right? That becomes your environment because your environment is comprised of what? Your five senses, what you can see, what you can smell, what you can taste, what you can feel and touch. You know, those are your senses, right? So if the only thing you see is hard times, what happens is you just continue to get more of hard times because all you can see, right? Because you believe what you see and what you believe you achieve. And if what you believing is that you always be in hard times, you'll always have it rough, you'll always go through these trials and tribulations and you'll always get beat up and this has always happened to you, that just keeps happening to you, right? But if you can get out of that for a moment and see better for yourself, what happens is the brain starts to go to work. It starts to look for ways out of your current situation, right? Because it starts to work for you in that matter. You start to see opportunities. The reason why we started going to college is because we started seeing uh, on the TVs and we start seeing or hearing the stories of people going to college, getting college degrees, and then coming out and landing these great jobs, right? These, these big office building jobs with high incomes and stuff like that. And so since we saw that, that's what made us want to go to college. But if we did not see that, we wouldn't have taken the time to go to college. Right. That makes sense. And your children the same way. And this is why we do the money the way we do our money. Right. The first jar is the give jar. Right. That in itself is a sign is, is teaching your child that there is more to come if they can give that away. Right. And then they do get more to come. They're never tied to that one thing that alone gets rid of that scarcity mindset, that greedy mindset that this is all I have. I can't give it away. I got to hold on to it real tight. That by itself, the giving jar does that work. Right. Then the growing jar, the growing jar then does the work of teaching your child to think about the future. Right. To start looking at how I want this money to grow that the money that I have in my hands is not a finite thing it's not the end value of what I have in my hands that I can make this money turn into more that skill by itself will have them beating the brakes off this marshmallow test right and then the get bucket is the actual them eating of the marshmallows, right? It also gives them the practice of being able to go through this marshmallow test, spending all their money, and then later on saying, well, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that marshmallow. Maybe I should have waited and got the two instead of eating the marshmallow now. And we get this with letting our children spend their money. When they spend their money, right, for something that they wanted, Maybe not want it the most, but want it right now. But then later on, they see something that they want it most. And if we're diligent and if we're going to be fair, we're going to be honest. And we're going to want our children to learn this lesson. We're not going to buy it for them. We're going to point them back to what they purchased with their money and what they could have had if they would have stopped for a minute, thought about if they really wanted that thing. Right. Verse and, and what happens is once they start thinking about that, they start rethinking their purchases to happen with my children. I see it happening with other people's children. They start thinking about their purchases like, well, maybe I don't really want this because what if I come across something better later on? Or they may even know that there's something better out there that they already want. And they start to learn to save on their own. Right. And because savings is not an account. Savings is not a jar. Savings is not some magical deal. Savings is a skill. Right. And they learn savings 
by being able to spend their money and knowing that if I hold on to this now or don't succumb to my primitive impulses of wanting to get this marshmallow now, if I just hold off, I can have more later. I can have two marshmallows later on. So that is what I want to make sure that we got out of this story. So the marshmallow test, I think, is absolutely solid. The conclusions that they got out of the second marshmallow test, I think, is absolutely solid. And so we don't have to think about either or. Right. Remember, we talked about there's always three sides to a coin. Let everybody else fight over the head and fight over the tail. We sit on the ridge. We want to see both the heads and the tails and get the most out of everything that we see. We're not choosing sides. Right. We're taking from both sides. And making the situation work for ourselves, right? Because that's what the being a money misfit is all about. So hopefully that was helpful, right? If it was, let me know. Better yet, if you could think of one person who could benefit from this, share this thing out. Let them know that they must listen to this episode, right? You got to hear about the marshmallow test. I will put links to these articles in the show notes i'll also put some links to some youtube videos there's some funny youtube videos watching kids kind of go through this marshmallow test it is absolutely adorable and is absolutely funny so i'll make sure i'll put uh, links to that stuff in the show notes and also don't forget those reviews keep those reviews coming guys we go over to itunes or, or excuse me now it's apple podcast and leave those ratings and reviews and when you do so shoot a screenshot of it shoot me an email let me know who you are so i can give you a shout out on the show and all that good stuff and my email is easy right jamar at yourmoneyright.com so with that being said i appreciate you listening i really really do thank you so much i love you god bless mps mps We're talking about money, 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 cash, cash, cash.